0: Welcome to episode number eight of Wealth Matters Podcast. I'm your host, Alpesh Parmar. Today, I'll be chatting with Dash Tucker from Atlanta. He's a multifamily investor and syndicator. Welcome, Dash, to Wealth Matters Podcast. How are you today?
1: Good, good. Uh, thanks for uh, having me, Alpesh. How are you?
0: Good. Thank you. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know you are a busy man.
1: <laughs> yeah, we all are.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you, are you in Atlanta right now?
1: Yep. I've been in Atlanta pretty much all my life. Cool. Oh, um, awesome. So, yep.
0: And I love Atlanta market and that's what, that was one of the reasons we started chatting. So, how did you start with real estate investing?
1: Well, it was by accident, um, you know, back in 2008, uh, there was a lot of auctions you know, a lot of talk about the real estate and what kind of deals you can have. And um, I, I wanted to check out an auction in person. So I signed up for an auction. There was a minimum bid of 33,000. So I, when I registered, I put the minimum bid, the house was worth about 200,000. Didn't think I was gonna win it. Uh, but I just wanted to know the process. So I show up, I'm on site, and uh there's nobody there but me <laughs> and, uh, I end up uh, buying a house i was i didn't know what I was doing yeah wow. no uh, kinda nervous about it uh had to raise some money I didn't have thirty three thousand dollars cash just you know
0: that's interesting so, uh, that,
1: that's how I, that's how that was my first deal I got into it, and uh yeah, that was the, that's you know, that's how I got into buying the real estate. I still wanted to sell it, flip it, uh that particular property. I rehabbed it, uh, you know, I spent about another seventeen thousand, so I was in it for about fifty thousand total.
0: Okay. And
1: uh I rehabbed it, I put it on the market and it just sat there and sat there and just sat oh. there. So <laughs> uh that was uh that was interesting so after about six months of just uh waiting i finally decided that this is not working <laughs> this was a mistake <laughs> uh, so um that would have been end of my career in real estate except <laughs> i decided but i have this i have to do something with it so right i uh, decided to rent it uh, and and um um I had an agent that helped me with it. She put the sign up and in literally one day we had a tenant that was in the market. That's good. Yeah. And, and that's how I became landlord and the rest is history, you
0: know. That um, is interesting. So uh, what was the rent? Do you mind me asking?
1: Yeah, it was about eight hundred and fifty dollars for that's the not bad. Rent. That's Fifty thousand
0: yeah. in and eight hundred fifty rent. So you are about one and a half percent rent to price ratio. That's that's good. That's a good start, even though I think you wanted to flip, but most probably that made you switch to buy and hold or you know the rental side of the world.
1: Exactly. That definitely got me started. I saw that there was a huge demand for rental, not any demand whatsoever for uh selling it. So on one hand, you're able to buy cheap properties, and on the other hand, you're able to rent properties very, very quickly so it, it just you know it just made sense.
0: Yeah, that was a good time for renting because a lot of people were getting you know foreclosed and they were moving into rental places, right They were trying to downsize uh, so that was a good time because you can buy the you know properties for cheap and and rent them out at you know, pretty uh, substantial rent.
1: Right, right. And the other part part that made this process so much um, uh, better was that you were able to, it was, you know, you were able to finance these. um, Yeah. you know, you can go out and it was hard to, you know, not that many banks were lending, but you had, you know, between private lending and, you know, if you looked hard enough, there was money available that you can turn around and reuse that same money and, you know, kind of grow that business. And that's basically what I did. So I started off with one and and started growing it, you know, pretty much recycling that money again and again.
0: That's a great point you brought up, right? Lots Lots of people keep saying, oh, I wanted to invest in 08 through 9, 10, but, you know, I either did not have money and banks were not ready to lend But as you said, if you try hard enough, you'll find the money. There were private money lenders. There were hard money lenders. Of course, you know, if if you had uh, credit worthy, you know, some banks would also land at that time. So it it was about working uh, hard enough as well as, you know, trying it out when taking the chance, right?
1: Absolutely. It's all about, you know, taking action, right? Going out on a limb and and, uh, making it happen.
0: Absolutely. So uh, it seems you started with single family, right? So how many then, you know, in 08, and then how many uh, more single family you acquired over the years?
1: Um, you know, over the years, uh, you know, I've, you know, acquired about 130 some odd doors. So that's wow. a mix of uh, single family and smaller multifamilies. Okay. Um, but, you know, it's, it's all about number of doors at some point um, right. you know i did i did some flips in, the, in in between so I bought some and i sold some uh but most of what i buy i hold for long term uh rentals that
0: that's a that, that's also a great idea too right so flipping in between just to generate some uh, cash um you know uh, exactly. fast cash but, you know, long-term hold is where you can maximize your profit as well as you don't have to pay taxes, right? So when you flip, you are paying like 40% in taxes, whereas long-term hold, you can write off, depreciate the property, etc. cetera. So, exactly. So you're saving a lot on the taxes too.
1: And plus, it's, you know, less work, you know. Yes. <laughs> uh, at some point, you only got so much time in the day. So, you know, buy and hold yeah, you're getting the the cash flow every month and you keep building that cash flow, you're adding to the portfolio and uh, and then you know if the property appreciates, the rents go you know grow. and uh, so it, it just that model just works for me. Um, you know, just buy and hold.
0: I, I totally agree. and and flipping is more like an active business, right? So as you said, less work, right? Because flip, you do one. And you are not done, right? You got to keep continue right. to do that, right? So you have to buy another property. You have to go through the entire cycle again uh, to able to be able to make enough amount of money, and then at end of the year, make sure that you have enough to pay Uncle Sam.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. I actually have a few other folks that started about the same time that I did, and uh, they went a different path than I did. They did more flips along the way, but some of them exclusively just flips in the nicer areas.
0: Nice.
1: Um, and today, you know, where we are, where I'm at, where they are at, and there's definitely, um, you know, some, um, what, I, you know, you know, conversations between us that, you know, you should have done a little bit more of what I was doing right. because the market has changed so much there are not that many opportunities for flips anymore exactly so you, I was going suppose.
0: to say the same that like yeah. especially in, I live in San Francisco area, you can barely flip now when you you would most probably yeah. not make anything <laughs> right so yeah exactly shifting. so if you had diversified or if they had diversified, they would have had at least some cash flow right now to get them through this cycle right. <laughs>
1: Exactly. Exactly. So I've actually given up on the flips myself. I don't do any more flips. Uh, I did my last flip uh, and I got out of it last year and I was oh, not cool. doing it anymore. Yeah.
0: Cool. So uh, when you started, um, you said that you rented it out. And if I remember correctly, now you are doing everything in-house. So you have a, your own rehab crew. You have your own property management uh, business as well. Uh, is that correct?
1: Right. Correct. So I have uh, in-house property management. Uh, You know, when I started to grow, I was relying on third-party management and, uh, you know, I was just never happy with how things were handled. Either they were not efficient or they were not quick enough. If they, you know, they were spread out all over the place, you know, handling other people's properties. So I always felt like I wasn't, you know, able to do everything that I could for my property. So I ended up Taking over the management myself uh, in, the, in the early days, I used to, you know, pretty much do everything myself as a, oh, as a property wow. manager and as a, as a landlord. So That's a lot of work. Um, yeah, but, you know, rehab wise, you know, I mean, of course, I started creating relationships with different vendors that I, you know, I have still have those relationships. Um, and then, you know, now we have the scale that we have property managers that are more hands-on than I am. Uh, but they work for me directly. So I don't have a third party management. You know, I have systems in place. I have the infrastructure in house so that I, that way I can control my property you know i can i can manage them the way i want to manage them
0: right yeah if you have someone working for you directly you know exactly what you want and and then you have the crew as well on the maintenance side so yeah i have
1: maintenance staff that uh you know can do some rehabs now when you need some big heavy duty stuff you know like you know if you need to replace a roof or replace the HPAC unit we have relationships in place that you know that just they just come in and, you know, I trust their work and they know I'm going to pay them. <laughs> so, you know, it just, uh, that relationship, you know, just helps to become very efficient in getting, you know, rehabs done in a, in a timely manner.
0: Yeah. And networking and relationships are the key, right? And that's how we met at, well, you know, Real Estate Guys syndication event. We were networking and... Right. We, we were like, oh, yeah, this makes sense if we stay connected, right? So I think it's pretty important in this business. It's a, such a small world. Absolutely,
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a relationship business all yes. the way around. Yeah. And, you know, you have a relationship with your tenants, with exactly. your vendors, um, with even, <laughs> even with your banks. Yeah. Um, oh. it's, uh, it's all a relationship business.
0: Yeah, ba- bank is the most important after tenants, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, in some cases, yep.
0: Yeah, so uh, so now that I know that you do all, everything in-house, what do you like about your work the most? Finding the deals or rehabbing properties or property management side of it?
1: Uh, you know, it it, it changes. You know, it's, uh, you know, I like pretty much all aspects of this business uh, minus, you know, we have some bad apples, you know, minus the eviction part of it, which, (laughs) you know, other than that, I mean, everything, you know, I enjoy it. I I, I like making deals. That's the bottom line. And you can make deals when you find properties to buy,
0: when you rehab,
1: you know, when you do the rehab or doing property management, you know. So. You can be creative and, and make solutions out of, you know, anything. So that's, I enjoy the whole experience of this business.
0: So I also, when we started chatting, you mentioned that you are, or you already moved away from single family into multifamily investing. Um, and you have also started raising capital. So uh, why move away from single family to multifamily?
1: It's about the scale, you know. I was already, you know, when you have so many single-family, you are already have, you know, you already have multifamilies, right? Because you have so these of these single-family, right? Except they're all over the place, right. and so it's just not efficient. Yeah, it's not uh, from the management side, from you know, um, just overall operation-wise and profitability-wise as well. Right. So. You know, when I started doing smaller multifamilies, that's when I realized that, okay, you know, uh, one quadruplex is better than having a single family, you know. And then I started buying a 12-unit. I said, okay, well, a 12-unit is better than the right. quadruplex. So, then we started buying a lot, even a larger. So, it just works, you know, from the efficiency standpoint. And, and then when you get into those larger deals, your financing terms are so much better
0: that is true so
1: not only yeah so not only you have um the management efficiency you also have better terms on the financing and in the long run you make more money
0: and you are not um, tied to the 10 loans uh, fanny Freddie uh, requirement as well right so you can get as many commercial loans as you want or need
1: yeah, I mean that was the case early on, but now you know you have portfolio lenders. That, That's true. Uh, so that that helps with that situation, but it's still their terms are still not nearly as competitive. Those portfolio uh, loans are still pretty... Expensive. Yeah, they are even worse yeah. than you
0: know uh, traditional financing. So I don't even do portfolio lending.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've done a lot of those over the years. Uh, I mean, there's definitely a need in place for that. It's just, you know, uh, from a scale point of view, I think uh, the multifamily, uh, you know, structure just works a lot better. Yeah. Um, so, and, and, you know, when you do those larger deals, of course, you run out of money too. So that's
0: that's true.
1: why, you know, you bring people together to raise money and then you go out and do the larger deals. Yeah. So um, you can
0: diversify, right? So instead of you buying exactly. one, one property, now you can buy 10 and everyone, every investor is able to diversify as well.
1: Exactly. As a matter of fact, I have investors that started dabbling into your family's, uh, rental properties themselves and quickly find out that even if you hire a third party manager or third party management company, you're still pretty involved. You know, right. you have oh, to make yes. decisions about, you know, so there is, so it, it's not really, you know, as hands off as it looks like on paper Yeah, it's, it's
0: not as passive as you know they sell right all the turnkey providers exactly go, oh, yeah we have in-house pm and and i have been through the everything what you just said right when i started i bought it from a turnkey provider he said oh we manage the property we rehab we do everything but then still every month however i, I had to check on things Oh, this is done. Is this uh, did the tenant pay the rent? Blah blah blah. There was always something going on, so it's not passive, you know. That you still have to be involved, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. So that was the other thing. So the these uh, these investors finally realized that okay, you know, it, you know, it's better to go into syndication. You still own a piece of that property. But you don't have to worry about or deal with these, uh, you know, issues with right. the property. Right. And, you know, you, you know, I have the experience and the knowledge, and they trust me with, you know, with what I'm doing. And and as long as uh, you're making return on your money, you know, everybody's happy. Um, right. And sometimes, sometimes the returns not sometimes actually in most cases, the actual returns with the syndication is better than what you can do with going out and buying a single family rental property that you're gonna hire a third party management.
0: I agree. I agree most of the time, yes, that's the case. Unless you keep that single family for a long time and it appreciates like crazy, right? But that's usually not the case. (laughs) So Yeah, I mean
1: that you know I mean I don't buy things, you know, we don't know what's gonna happen. So you know if you buy strictly based on the future appreciation you know it's just too speculative
0: yeah um,
1: that, you know a I buy it's making money pretty much from day one um, so you know it's just that structure that just works well
0: yeah cash cash flow is the key and also let's Absolutely. say as a passive investor you know i could put 50 grand and buy one single family Instead of that, I can, you know, invest 50 grand in a syndication and I'm allocated to 30, 40, 50 units. So it's diversified. Even if one of the units is not paying, I still get paid, right? So that's exactly the, Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, if you have one property that is vacant, that's 100% you that's know, it. vacancy versus, you know, one property out of 100, you know, yeah. <laughs> Big difference. Huge difference. So, <laughs> yep. Yep.
0: So, what's your sweet spot? Like, what kind of deals do you buy?
1: So, the kind of deals that I buy, you know, it's it's pretty much, you know, I'm I'm in Atlanta or Metro Atlanta area. Okay. Uh, I know the area. I I feel very comfortable with it. I have relationships and connections, you know, with vendors and agents. So, you know, my sweet spot is here in the Metro Atlanta area. Um, The the properties that I buy are between uh, three to seven million um, I think it's a little too big for the small investors and not big enough for the bigger guys um, so that seems to be a sweet spot for me right. uh, where I can, you know where I can have my management it doesn't have to be on-site management most of the time is not right. um, and so I can still manage it properly without having an on-site manager Um you know, you can get the, the small balance loans from Fannie or Freddie Mac with amazing terms. Yes. That, you know, for that big amount. Um, so that, you know, seems to be my sweet spot. That gives me the competitive edge.
0: Okay, hey, so um, that, that's great. I'm gonna um, throw you a curveball. Uh, um, I don't know if you prepared for it, but <laughs> what has been your best, best deal so far?
1: You know, I, I my first syndication deal uh, was about a couple of years ago. It was a 34 unit. Uh, we still own it oh, okay. uh, for about three and a half million for about three and a half million bucks. Um, in about a year and a half, um, through efficiency and management, that property is valued at about five million dollars. Nice. So we have, um, you know, we have a great cash flowing property. Uh, that's appreciating. Um, we have 100% occupancy, and it stays 100% occupied. We haven't had one tenant move out. That's great. Uh, in the time that we've in it, so you know, no downtime, no vacancy cost, um, and I wish all my deals were like that. <laughs> 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 uh I keep searching for them, but uh I'm not finding it's, it uh,
0: yeah it's it's getting competitive now, it's very competitive so <laughs> so yeah what's your worst deal uh, you know no, not not talking about your first deal though <laughs> what has been your worst yeah. deal, or if there was any
1: um, worst deal would be my last flip that I did, and that's when I knew I was done with the flip model uh, okay. um. You know, it was in a historical area and just, uh, you know, having to go in front of uh, the committees to get everything approved, uh, just a very inefficient, it waste a lot of time. And uh, it's just, you know, that was, that was, I didn't lose any money, but I didn't make any money. So all uh, the time and effort that goes into it, uh, yeah. it was just all a waste. Right. Um, but yeah, that was probably by my far the, the, the worst deal. And it was a sign that I needed to get out of that business. So <laughs> it, was, it, was, uh, it was good to get out.
0: So um, how many multifamily deals have you done so far where you have raised capital?
1: Two so far. Uh, okay. One two years ago and one just fairly recently, about, uh, about four months ago. Uh, we bought a deal here in, uh, in town in Atlanta. Got it. Uh, that uh, was, a, you know, again, a 33-unit uh, apartment building um, that we just raised about a, one and a half million bucks. Um, they have 16 investors in it. And, uh, you know, that, that's the most recent one.
0: And what kind of returns your investors are getting in these deals?
1: So, on this deal, they're getting 7% preferred return. Okay. And um that's you know start from day one.
0: Oh cool. And
1: there's yeah, there is there is enough cash flow for that. And um and we're looking at uh year over year about 17% when the deal is you know, when we exit the deal or when we refinance it in seven years. That's awesome. Um yeah, so seventeen so about seventeen and a half percent is what we're um estimating at this point with uh um with the four percent Growth is what we're putting in there, um, mainly right. because the the way this unit is, you know, we have comps in the same building where you know one unit is renting for you know fourteen hundred, versus another similar unit is renting for, say twelve hundred.
0: Okay, so you got um, or eleven
1: $1, fifty. So we have the room to grow right there, the comps are right there in the same building. That's awesome. Um, you know, we were able to get, you know, 10 percent from the get-go. Um, just bringing everything up to market. And actually, the market rent is even higher than that. Oh, wow. So we have... So yeah, have, we, have, uh, we have... Yeah,
0: yeah. We have good amount of... To... Yeah, we have
1: a good room to grow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a beautiful property. It's across, you do not believe this. It's, a, uh, it's across from a really nice park. So uh-huh. you cross the street and there is a trail.
0: Oh, nice. And then there's
1: a park, and that has uh tennis courts, basketball courts, huge green space. It's all available to my tenants, and I don't have to pay for it. That is nice. <laughs> I, don't to, yeah. I don't have to And you don't have to maintain. It. It. That's <laughs> the key, right? Or part, yeah, you add those maintenance, right? So you
0: don't have to maintain. Right.
1: <laughs> It's got a lot of character. Beautiful, you know, beautiful location. You know, it's near a golf course. You can you can you can walk to the golf course. Um, so yeah, it's just they got a lot of character. Old old building. You know, that's the only downside. It's a very old building, but it's it's strong. It's sturdy. It's you know not going anywhere. It's been there forever. It's going to stay there for a while. So yeah, you know, those amenities and, uh, you know, help. Yeah.
0: So uh, I love Atlanta market. Can we talk about the market? Where do you think Atlanta sure. is going? right? Um, it's, I know it's been growing like crazy, but is it is it slowing down? Do you think it's going to slow down in the near future or it's going to keep growing like this?
1: So, you know, there are different parts of the market that's, you know, within Atlanta. So, you know, you've got the housing market that's slowing for sure. You know, I felt it with my rehab and I have, you know agents that I talk to and people that I talk to. So towards the single family homes, I think it's definitely starting to show some um, weakness. I definitely I don't think it's a buyer's market by any means, but things are definitely slowing down. apartment wise, you know it's very heated. Uh, there are a lot yes. more buyers than you know there's you know, not enough property, so you get calls from brokers all the time wanting to list your property. Right. Um, there's just not enough inventory of um, uh, for multifamily properties um, but you know the rents are still rising um you know on your in your c class b class properties um, you know a class is struggling there's right. just so much new construction yeah. in the yeah. midtown areas.
0: Yep. yeah and midtown's growing yeah. like crazy
1: yeah yeah they've they've done a lot of construction so they' yeah. so a lot of a lot of areas like um like in Dunwoody, you know they've actually stopped issuing any more building permits for apartments. Oh, really? and that's, okay. yeah douglas county uh is also doing that there's a lot of areas they're putting a little bit of a stop on uh or a little bit of breaks on uh, new construction so um you know so i think that's gonna affect you know some rental growth i think it's a good thing uh yes. for properties <laughs> that are already there it's existing um so you're gonna have a little bit of a rent growth there uh, because of you know whatever the inventory is there is there at this point for a little while got it um, but overall i think economy wise i think atlanta is doing really well and i think it's gonna continue to do well there are so many different um you know parts not just atlanta but overall as in georgia you know you right. got work down in savannah that's growing and then you got you know so many things going on oh, you yeah. have the film industry. Film industry is becoming such a uh, big driving force over the last several years. It's,
0: it's funny that you I've mentioned been. that. Uh, I love Hollywood industry, right? And when I was in Atlanta, I did not know that. And then someone walked me around. Someone took me out there, one of the brokers. And I was like, wow, I did not know that film industry is growing like this. I always thought it's New York and L.A.
1: Yeah. Uh, Atlanta is doing no, a huge I mean, <laughs> it is a huge job i mean you know marvel does so many movies here right yeah um you got and you got the it sector is also yes booming.
0: yep i agree
1: and so that, you know, Atlanta had the large, largest growth in population last year uh since the recession so in atlanta is you know uh is doing really well from population growth wise um, and Georgia as a whole, I mean, you know, we're at full employment at this point, um, as of 2018. So, you know, that's going to raise the wages, and you know, that all in turns means higher rents. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, I think I think we're, you know, we might see some softness here and there, but you know, I, overall, I think long term, pretty, uh, pretty bullish on that kind of market.
0: Yeah, when you are not trying to flip and you are trying to stay long term, seven to ten years horizon, I, I yeah, I think you'll be fine in any market, right? right? When people exactly. want fast money, fast cash, and they try to flip or they want to get in get out in a year or two, they they could be in trouble in any market. Yeah,
1: right? if you yeah, if you're in the flip, you know, if you're in the flip model, right, of the real estate, I would. Definitely put the flags up and say, "Okay, you need to be, you know, you need to be careful." Right. Um in the rental multifamily part, and again, there are pockets, you know, within Atlanta yeah. that yeah. you know we shy away from. That's just like anywhere else.
0: Yeah, that's everywhere. That um,
1: <laughs> right. So I mean, you know, you know, you still have to be, you know, pick and choose and do your due diligence, uh, especially when the market is so heated. You don't want to overpay, you know. So. That 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 does make you know come in the picture, but you know if you're careful on where you're buying how much you're paying, um, I think you know I think there's still deals to be had here in Atlanta area.
0: So we are almost wrapping up. Actually, I just checked the time. Um, just the last okay. question. I heard you are looking at a couple of deals. Um, do you want to share just give us an idea on what kind of
1: deals? sure yeah, yeah absolutely i won't go into any you know true specifics but you know we are looking at a deal it's a smaller deal uh 36 units uh deal that um you know i think it's got some management uh issues uh also has some uh property issues that are you know that all of that creates an opportunity um you know keeps a competition away where I can get in. Um, you know, it has an on site property manager, takes of one unit out of uh, 36, so you know, that's an easy fix. You know, there a is payroll for the property manager, too, right?
0: Payroll, yeah, right?
1: there's a payroll, there's a, a, a one space that you know, one one unit, two right. unit is wasted. Um, you know, uh, so. You know that's an easy fix. You bring that online, and then you know there is some plumbing issues uh, that I think some of the units going to need. They got the the old the, the polybutylene piping oh. that are in the slab. You know you got some. Oh, you know I when you do a new man. plumbing, yeah. So you're going to have to do some new plumbing in some of the units. Uh, but if you account for that and be prepared for it, uh, you know it, that kind of stuff scares people off. Right. You know. So, you know, especially if you don't have experience doing, you know, dealing with issues like that then you know, so that's good for, you know, people like me that, you know, I, I know, it. the good thing is I know going into it mm-hmm. that I'm going to do, do that work. Um, how I choose to do it, you know, if that I can just kind of dictate it as the time comes. But if I calculate that, you know, already in my, in my performer, then, then I'm covered. Um, and also, I can manage it. It's in my it's in my area. I can I can definitely make changes to the management. There's high vacancy there where it should not be. You know, it's almost a 10% vacancy there. Oh Even, wow! Okay. You know, so out of the 35, out of you know, once you take out the the leasing office, that 35 active units, and then two, you have 10% vacancy. It's too high uh, right. for that area. Yeah. So something's not right. So you know, definitely uh, something that we can Take over on the management side and uh, make a difference. Uh, the property is beautiful. It's the location that's is awesome. good. It's a newer property. It's got vinyl siding, oh. new roofs. Um, you know, low maintenance, and um, you know, it's relatively flat, which doesn't happen that often in here. <laughs> um, you, know, it's, uh, you know, it sits well. It looks well. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's you know, we're we're Still negotiating, but uh, it looks very promising.
0: That's awesome! Yeah, and um, I'm looking uh, into the same deal as well. So I'm looking forward to partnering with you. Hopefully, if that deal goes through, so I would yeah,
1: absolutely
0: you know keep my listeners updated as well on this. Absolutely,
1: deal. yep, 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 absolutely.
0: Hey, thank you so much, uh, Darsh, for being on the podcast. I sincerely appreciate it.
1: No, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Opesh.
0: Have a nice weekend. All right, you too. If you are enjoying listening to Wealth Matters Podcast, please share with your friends. Also, please like and comment on iTunes and Google Podcasts. Thank you for listening.